How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is another edition of Philly Stamuros, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the third as the Philadelphia Phillies just keep winning baseball games yet again another win over the Washington Nationals 5-0 and against the Nats this season suck it Nats as um, I know you won the World Series but we're gonna enjoy this uh, as the uh, Phillies 3 to nothing victory last night they've now won 8 of 9 sitting at 17 and 15 on the season Playing good baseball, man. Uh, back-to-back shutouts again yesterday was just good baseball all around. Uh, got three runs off Max Scherzer. Three. And Zach Wheeler shut it down. He was terrific. David Phelps, a sterling debut. Brandon Workman got it done. We'll leave it at that. Um, it was it was good baseball. This This... It's strange because this Phillies team, it's its almost like watching a, I don't know, a professional baseball team. What a what a wild and crazy thought to have a, a team that handles business. And uh, it certainly didn't feel that way, obviously, earlier in the season at times. Uh, the Baltimore game with the Gene Segura mound incident is uh, one that sticks out, which is funny, too, because Segura is a terrific second baseman, made another outstanding diving play last night. Um, just playing good baseball. This Phillies team is playing good baseball again. They won eight and nine. Bryce Harper said they would need to win nine and ten. Not only did I say they didn't need to do it, but it probably wasn't going to happen. They won eight and nine. If they win today, guess what? Nine and ten. Suck on it. It's exciting. This team's playing really good baseball, and uh, it's fun to watch. It. Um, John Crock after the game said that it was the most excited he's been about a Phillies team since he's been here calling games, which has been, what, like three, four years now. Um, That's awesome because I totally agree with him. You know, it was exciting the beginning of last year, that first week, and then the excitement faded. Uh, This year, this team, um, what we're watching right now feels pretty real. Again, to that point, I mean, it's the first time they had won five in a row since 2018, and now they won eight and nine. 
um, and they keep pounding on teams they need to in the division. Obviously, should have won two or three against the Braves the first time, end up winning two or three the second time, uh, and just owning the Nationals this season as the Nationals are just getting crushed right now, 12 and 22 on the season as the Phillies at 17 and 15, just lapping the Nationals. Is again not that many games to go comparatively speaking. This is a uh, Exciting to see. Exciting to see. Again, the Phillies, 3 nothing victory last night. Let's dive into it, and then we'll we'll take a look at where the Phillies stand in the National League right now. And, um, you know, the high probability that, that as this is shaking out and with 28 games left to play, that the Phillies look like a playoff team and uh, uh, have a very good chance to make the playoffs. Now, again, obviously things change. You know, things can go haywire in a minute. Um, especially with the bullpen you don't totally trust or come close to really totally trusting. So, um, you know, we're not getting carried away. But, man, um, they look like one of the, the better teams, uh, you know, playoff-wise in the in the National League. I mean, they look like a legitimate team. And it's, uh, it's really exciting to watch. All right, last night, again, shout-out to Zach Wheeler. I mean, Zach Wheeler was just terrific. Uh, in a big game, you know, you know you're going up against Max Scherzer. You know that there's a bullpen that has been shaky. And again, you know you're going up against Max Scherzer. That's when you want to bring it. That's when you need to bring it. That that's when the competitor comes out. And we saw that from Zach Wheeler. I mean, he was really locked in, complete control of his fastball, able to locate it all around. Looked. Just outstanding. Ends up going six and two-thirds innings, three hits, two walks, six strikeouts, only five base runners allowed in six and two-thirds, 109 pitches. His ERA is down to 2.20. My man is crushing it. He's earning his money, 4-0 on the season. Plus, then David Phelps comes in, gets an out in the seventh. Then what does he do? Comes out and pitches a perfect eighth. An inning and a third Totally clean with a strikeout. Brandon Workman made it scary in the ninth. Doesn't give up a run, but does allow a couple base runners. But ultimately, um, the pitching was great when they needed it. And the offense gave him just enough. Uh, got going. Neil Walker, really the big hit of the game in the fourth. Uh, a two-run single. Walker. Uh, Reese Hoskins, it was kind of a not controversial thing before the game, but kind of the, the talking point before the game was that um, Girardi had decided to give Hoskins the night off, even though Hoskins was... You know, so locked in, um, and is obviously so locked in. And uh, I actually think, like, the reasoning Girardi had prior to the game made a ton of sense, and <laughs> did it bear out as, uh, you know, Hoskins is over 17 career against Max Scherzer. He's always struggled against him. And he also said that, look, we got a lot of games coming up, a lot of doubleheaders. Uh, Reese is going to have to get a blow at some point. This made sense. And then you look at the fact that Neil Walker is one of the few guys on this Phillies team who has a solid career history against Max Scherzer. And lo and behold, Joe friggin' Girardi as Nick Wa- as Neil Walker uh, goes three for three as that monster hit that really, for all intents and purposes, broke the game open. If a two nothing lead can be breaking the game open, uh, and looked awesome. Jay Bruce would add on uh, another run in the sixth, uh, an opposite field home run, as Bruce has looked great since coming back, showing no ill effects of the injury or anything like that. Um, and they got the job done. Neil Walker, definitely the hero of the night, really, the only Philly with multiple hits. Uh, Adam Maisley had it. Alec Bohm had it. 
Jay Bruce had the homer, and uh, McCutcheon had a hit. Uh, though JT was on base twice, did have two steals as well. Uh, JT has four steals in the season. This Phillies team's running. We talked about that earlier in the season, and, and it's borne out. This team uh, has been really aggressive on the base pass and, and stealing a ton of bases, and that's fun. That is fun baseball. That is exciting to see. Um, and obviously that's a Girardi influence. They weren't doing that the last couple of years. Um, and generally analytics say, always oh, stealing bases, you're giving bases way more than up. But they have been seeing a lot of bases, and they've had a, it seems, a high success rate. I haven't checked the numbers, but anecdotally it feels like they've had a pretty pretty good success rate on stolen base attempts. So um, shout out to the Phils for, for trying to take advantage of some market inefficiencies there. Maybe they've realized that since stolen base has, has gone so far out of the game that teams don't play against the stolen base in the same way they used to, whether it's the amount of pickoff moves, whether it's the... Um, speed with which they deliver the ball to the plate. Maybe it's the catcher's ability to throw out runners in certain cases or whatever, but it seems like the Phillies have, have found something there, and that's uh, that's huge. I mean, any advantage like that you can get is a, is a big deal. Um, and again, you know, just nice to see this offense cooking. And they, and they didn't, quote-unquote, cook last night, but they did what they needed to do. They got enough while their pitching brought it. And again... Let's not forget they were facing Max freaking Scherzer. Scherzer, they only he only lost six innings, 108 pitches in six innings, uh, seven hits and three walks off Max Scherzer, scoring three runs. I mean, that's a good day at the office against Max Scherzer. It just is. I mean, that's impressive. It is. I mean, you know, Max Scherzer is a beast, and you can get 10 base runners off him in six innings. You've done your job. And again, when, when Zach Wheeler is pitching behind you, you've certainly done your job. And again, just a really another nice win. And look, it looks like the Nationals are not a very good baseball team, certainly not at this particular moment. But that doesn't take away from what the Phillies are doing. You know, they're playing with consistency. They're winning on a night-to-night basis, a day-to-day basis. That is something we have not seen from this group of guys ever. And that's huge. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons we've always talked about them not uh, not being any sort of real contender in any way, shape, or form. Because, like, how could you believe in a team that can't go on any sort of run, that can't play good baseball for a two-week stretch, right? I mean, that's what the playoffs is. you got to be the team that gets on a run at the right time. And um, we have not seen this Phillies team show the ability to go on a run. Just flat out, that's a simple thing, and I think that hinders your ability to believe in them. And now watching this team doing what they're doing, it's like, uh, you know, again, and I'm not talking like, you know, they're going to beat the Dodgers in the playoffs or anything like that, but you look at it and you say, all right, well, we can hit. I mean, we can hit with anybody. Any team that's going to play us, we can hit with them. And with Nolan Wheeler at their top, I mean, that's real. That's legitimate. I mean, you can hang with that. We just saw it against Max Scherzer. Now, you need guys to step up. You need Eflin, as we talked about yesterday. Eflin Howard, those two particularly, one of those guys. I mean, Eflin needs to really be legit for you as a, as a three, a quasi-three. And then if Howard can learn to go a little deeper into games and flash the stuff, I mean, you got something. This bullpen, as I've said, I think will ultimately tear them down. But... um. This is real, I think is what I'm trying to say. You know, this is a a real team that can win a playoff series. You know, that can show up and not be a a total zero compared to a team like, you know, the Dodgers or 
the Padres, who are, you know, the Padres are, are awesome and super young and talented, but you can't say they're that much better than the Phillies. I mean, they are record-wise right now better than the Phillies, but I wouldn't say the Padres in a in a three-game series or a seven-game series would be an un, an unsurmountable task for this Phillies team. I mean, especially considering the lack of experience on both sides in the playoffs and whatnot. I mean, that's, I think it's an interesting series. I, I still think the Padres would be the favorite. I mean, they're super talented, and they just went out and got Mike Clevenger and a bunch of other guys. But... Point being that, you know, that's the, the second best team in the National League record-wise. I mean, and the Cubs are there. I feel like the Phillies could play with the Cubs. We're going to go through that in a minute. Let's go through the entire National League and take a look at kind of where the Phillies stand and who they can compete with and stuff. Ultimately, though, um, I think the point is with this offense, with this team, um, I think you can feel good about this baseball team. Um, quickly before we look at the where they stand in the NL, I just want to take a quick look at where they stand in the NL from a – hitting and pitching perspective and then we could dive into the standings and kind of where they sit and and how that looks comparatively looking at the offensive side of thing i mean the phillies have been absolutely outstanding one of the best teams in the national league from an offensive perspective um when you want to look at certain metrics certain numbers runs per game incredibly high when you look at uh, average team average. The Phillies are sixth overall with a 263 average, but not far off number one, a 266 average. Um, they are first in the National League in runs per game. Um, they have just been a a dynamite offense. Looking at team OPS in the National League, they are second. Funny enough, behind the Padres, what we just talked about in terms of just the National League. I mean. Um, Phillies have been among the best offenses in baseball and certainly right there with the Padres and the Dodgers as one of the two, three best offenses in the National League so far. Legitimately, that's how talented they've been. Now, pitching-wise, obviously, we know that they have had less success comparatively, and obviously the bullpen brings them down from that perspective. But if you just want to look at how the starting pitchers have performed, compared to the rest of the National League, it's not that bad. You know, it's it's something where you can compete with. They are, um, in terms of, of starter ERA, the team ERA is uh, 4.01, which is the seventh best ERA in the National League for starters. I mean, that's not bad, and that's what Jake Arrieta dragging you down. You know, I mean, um, K per nine, they're top six, top seven range. You know, they top six, they're six in K per nine. I mean, they've been... They've been a pretty good starting staff. We don't need to look at the bullpen numbers. We know those. We get it. But I just think that when you look at this Phillies team, and we're about to look at kind of where they stand in the National League East, uh, excuse me, in the National League, and um, what that could mean for a potential playoff setup down the road. But I do think that the point is that from an offensive perspective, they're legitimately one of the best teams in the National League. Them, the Padres, the Dodgers. Those are probably the top three and certainly have been statistically the top three teams in the National League for the most part. The Mets have been pretty good. There are a few other teams that have hit really well. Uh, the Cubs obviously have hit really well. The Phillies are right there, and I take that offense against pretty much any of them. You know, they, In terms of, of when you look at the lineup top to bottom, how tough it is to get through, one through nine, I think the Phillies are right there with any of them except the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the best offense the best lineup i think that's pretty 
pretty clear. Let's look at where they stand in the National League. As um, right now, as we uh, you know head into play today, the Phillies are now currently sitting in second place in the National League East, three of back of the Dodgers. They did catch a break finally as the Miami Marlins actually lost the game, losing last night, falling to 16-16. and 16. So the Phillies now sit alone in second place in the National League. That would make them the fourth seed, or excuse me, the fifth seed if the playoffs started today as uh, the Atlanta Braves are in first place in the National League East. They would be the two seed. Of course, the Dodgers would be the one seed at uh, in first place in the West with the best record in the National League. Then it would go Braves two, Cubs three as the three division winners. And then it would be the Padres who have a better record than the Phillies, but then the Phillies would be the next team. They would make they would be the fifth team. So suffice it to say, what I'm I, you know, if you think about it in normal terms, right now if it were a regular season and not this expanded playoff field, the Phillies would still be a playoff team. How about you? That's pretty exciting. Um, the Cardinals would be in at 16 and 16. The Marlins would be in at 16 and 16 and the Rockies would be in. Um, if the playoffs started today, um, and the Phillies look, they have a solid lead on the, the Mets and the Nationals, which is what you want to see. They're three and a half up on the Mets, six up on the Nationals, six up on the Nat with 28 to play. And, and for the Nats, less than that to play only 26 games left for the Nationals. So. You know, it's a legitimate lead. That's that's serious. You know, that matters. And um, I think that when you look at these teams um, in the National League, the teams that we just talked about as the teams that are playoff teams, and the, and the Phillies the fifth best record in the National League, um, I don't think you're scared of the Marlins. I mean, we are in Philly. But I'm talking from a talent perspective and, and what you expect. Um, I don't think you can be scared of the Marlins in the playoffs. Um, if you were to face them or match up with them, which would be unlikely the way this would shake out, obviously. Um, the uh, Again, the Phillies can win the division, though, which could make it more likely. That is not out of the realm of possibility as they are not that far back from the Braves and still have some left against them. Um, the uh, You have to consider, let's say, the, the four teams in front of the Phillies' threats, obviously. The Braves, we know, even though that starting staff's a mess, um, they're still the Braves. They've still been in the playoffs the last two years. They have way more experience there that than they're still a good baseball team. Look, they're still in first place, right? I mean, let's not uh, let's not lose sight of that. They're still handily in first place right now, um, even with the issues they've had. The Cubs, you certainly have to consider a threat. They are a very talented team. They are a lineup that can hit with the Phillies. They're a bullpen that's better than the Phillies. You Darvish looks to be back. They've got enough starting talent, uh, enough starters. Kyle Hendricks is a really good pitcher. Um, I think they are similar to the Phillies talent-wise. But, I, again, I don't think they're much better. I wouldn't be terrified of the Cubs in a playoff series. And then the Padres, like we said, I think the Padres would be a favorite in a playoff series, but not by a lot. And you could make the argument the Phillies should be. I mean, it's close. You know, the Padres' offense has been the best in the National League. The Phillies has been probably second best. Excuse me, after the Dodgers. We always need to say after the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers, uh, I think, are the one team that you – are actually terrified to play in the playoffs. Um, they're the one team who you just feel is better than everyone. And, and baseball's weird. We all know that. And things can happen and injuries can happen and all that. But, you know, the Dodgers seem certainly like the class of the National League, the best record in the National League. They've been the best team all season long. Mookie Betts has been an MVP-type player for them so far. Um, now, they, like everyone, have, have dealt with some injuries. Walker Bueller's injured and all that. But they're just a... a 
outstanding team, and that's a team that scares you. But I think other than that, when you look at the Phillies in the National League, I think I think you think they can compete with pretty much everyone else, and that's a, an exciting proposition. Now, again, I don't think they're favored against all those teams, especially um, I guess home field advantage doesn't matter as much. And I, we're probably going to be a bubble. We haven't talked about that much on this show, but but it looks like there's a real good chance that. Major Baseball decides to do a bubble for the playoffs, which would be smart. And, uh, you know, why not do that? Um, in which case, you know, then there's no home field advantage even a little bit. Um, there isn't much now, obviously, without the crowds. Uh, you know, you forget that. Um, but I think that, you know, you're not too scared against any of these teams except the Dodgers. You know, I think you think you can hang with the Padres. Uh, I think you can hang with the Cubs. The Cardinals um, are a team that you're certainly – leery of i mean jack flaherty uh is one of the few pitchers who's uh absolutely as good or better than Aranola uh in the national league and and they have some real talent i mean paul goldschmidt is crushing it for them this year i mean they're a good baseball team and they've been there before they were there last year they they know what it takes and all that that type of stuff that does matter that sometimes can get underrated but it does matter to at least to a certain point um so, you know, I just think the, the message when you look at it, it's pretty exciting. Again, I think the idea that really the Dodgers are the only team you would go into a series as a, a huge underdog against, that's that's pretty cool because, you know, not that long ago the Phillies were sitting at 9-14 and 14 after losing five straight after a horrendous, horrific doubleheader in Toronto and then – a 11 to 2 drubbing in Atlanta and then an all-time gut punch loss in Atlanta. And then the nappy play at the plate. It's all kind of turned since then. Um it's almost like it was a season-saving moment. And that's a wild thing to say, but that's what it's starting to feel like cuz we've gone from that 914 team that we had um serious doubts about not just as a potential playoff team but as a as a team that wasn't gonna be the last place team in the the division or whatever you know one of the worst teams in baseball they were starting to look like with that bullpen and all that and then you know some moves some some adjustments um some guys play a little bit better than they did before and uh and some other guys get going and all of a sudden we're talking about a team that we think has a chance to win a playoff series or you know can make some noise as they say um, and that's, that's really exciting. Even in this weird sham ish of a season, <laughs> say whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's exciting to think that the Phillies are, are right there, you know, that they are, um, a legitimate competitor this season. And again, maybe not a, uh, world series, a true world series competitor, but weird stuff happens in baseball, but more so the, the, the point is that they're a real competitor to make the playoffs and to make a little noise in the playoffs. And even if that might be a little different or a little weirder than in years past, I think it's still something that is special and, uh, and is exciting. I mean, look, we here in Philadelphia have not seen a Phillies team in the playoffs since 2011. That's a long time to wait. It's a long time to wait. And this team's probably going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, um, again, you never know if a team kind of turtles up and goes back to, to struggling or whatever. But right now, this team that we're seeing the last, you know, week and a half, this team, they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. And I think they're going to end up being a playoff team. And that's, uh, 
That's exciting. And the fact that we won't go into the series, likely unless they're going in against the Dodgers, we won't go in thinking they can't win it is another thing that's exciting. It's another thing that gives you a little juice. We could see some playoff wins, playoff baseball with the Phillies. It is, uh, it's really exciting. And I think that as much as I've been down on a lot of the things this team has done, especially from a, a farm system future development standpoint, this team right now, this group of guys that we're watching play are are good. And they're fun, and they love the game, and they're easy to root for, and uh, it's fun to get on board. I'm I'm all in on this Phillies team, and I can't wait to see how far they can take this this ride and, and see if they can make a little noise, as they say. I think it's going to be really fun. All right, back at it today. A chance to sweep a four-game series with the Nationals. Again, they're 5-0 and against the Nats this season, and you know, I think they have the pitching adva- advantage. Uh, Zach Eflin against Anibal Sanchez. Uh, Anibal Sanchez has has done a nice job for the Nats after kind of resurrecting his career. It seemed like he was pretty much cooked. Um, come, has come back, done a nice job for them. Uh, but we saw what Eflin can do last outing, and, and if he can kind of get locked in, you know, he'll go on those stretches um, against the Nats offense that is clearly struggling with, with two straight shutouts for the Phils. Um I feel pretty good today. A 405 game. I feel good about the Phillies winning. I feel good about Elfman bringing it, and I'm excited to see it. So uh, let's see what they could do. Maybe sweep this series. That would be pretty damn exciting, winning four straight after winning five straight right prior to that. That would be some, some damn good stuff, and it would be the 9 of 10 that Bryce Harper called for. That would be pretty awesome. So either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.